None this shit's up, god damn it, there it is. Uh, I'm your host, DJ Marcus. And you're joining me live in the Dad Comedy Studios. I'm with my boy, Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to the people. Hello, people. And Joey, we have Miss Candace August in the building. Candace, say hello. There she is. I'm just saying, think back then, we was like one in the same on the right track. But I was on the that damn ring again. She just off all the on the ring. Yeah. She, on the ring. She's just in the dark so she can show the ring off. Yeah. The only thing blinging in that night-night. Uh-huh. Oh man, do we have a special guest yet, Joey? No. Special guest yet? All right, well, good. We'll keep it moving. You know who the special guest is? A me. Ah, that's right, folks. <laughs> we have Joey Cam and Marcus Cam. And that is DJ hey. Marcus in your face. In your face like you want, to be, like you want him to be. Welcome to season four of Got Comedy. Season four, baby. Yeah. Because we have four views. <laughs> you get to see us over here. You get to see us over here. Four hole camera. Talking to you in the one hole, the two hole, and the three hole. There we go. We're gonna talk to you in three hole this week. We're gonna get up in that four hole too. Uh oh. Hey. Better watch out, Candace. <laughs> oh, now she got a ring now. I can't say that type of stuff. That's that's tragically inappropriate now. <laughs> I, I've learned I'm learning, Joey. I'm learning as the time goes on. Mm. Um do not sexually harass uh engaged women. Oh, does that does that come with consequences? That comes with, that comes with like see there are more consequences when you when you uh like when you engage them that way mm-hmm. because now there's a guy like physically attached to them mm. like if she shows the ring that means he's he's there uh oh don't put them away don't we don't play that game <laughs> I saw you don't <laughs> I saw you you try to make us go viral. <laughs> Season, season four, episode one, Doc County Podcast goes viral, goddammit. Hey. <laughs> oh, goodness. That, that, Candace came to play this season, Joey. Mm. She, she's like, we're going to start off with a bizang. We getting. <laughs> we ready. Hey. Hey, you damn right, because we recording. <laughs> we are all the way live. Oh, my goodness. Man, man, Joey, it has been a week, man. Yes, it has. It's been a, it's, it has been a, it's been a weird week, like... Last week, what did I do last week? Did the podcast, and then I was, I took a bunch of days off of work to, like, re, re-energize myself. So I took, I took, I did the podcast after I got my second shot, my second COVID shot. Mm-hmm. All right, so my arm was hurting during the podcast. Yes, I recall. And then my stomach was a little upset right before we ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why uh, last week's episode was a little cut, cut a little short for DJ Marcus. Uh, he had, had to go. Mm. To, when you gotta go, you gotta go. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that I remember that now. You remember now that 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 ending? You refreshed me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but Joey, I had I had a fun week, man. Guess what? I guess what I get saw. I saw. What week. you see? What you yeah. seeing? Now I know this is Apple. What you watching on the Die Comedy Podcast? But I went to a comedy show. Oh. You know who I saw live and in Technicolor? <laughs> not me. Not Joey LaFaro. I did not go see Joey LaFaro. Not Candace. Not Candace August either. I saw Bruce Bruce. No. 
Well, if I paid to go see Jesse Revis perform, somebody got to shoot me. I'd have been paid to perform with Jesse Revis. Let's support the Doc comedy members. Don't say that. Okay, okay, yes. If Jesse, if Jesse was doing a big show and he and he wanted to support, I would be at that show. Joey, same thing. Candace, I will come to anything you're doing. You're taking a bath, I'll be there with, with $25 and the OnlyFans cam. Anything you say, anything you do. No, damn it, the ring. See, that's, it, it, it. she does it on purpose. She puts the ring there, so it reminds me when I'm saying it. I look at the picture, I go, she got the damn ring. I can't say that shit. I'm sorry. Apologize to your fiance for me. This is not meant to be harassment of any kind. I do apologize. He's gonna for have to get it out of his system. <laughs> I don't know how long you want to give him to do that. <laughs> That's up to you. Five. <laughs> got five more times. Damn, that ring shines. That thing. That thing blings when you uh when you try. You see how she did it, Joe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness, man! But yeah, saw Bruce. Bruce, um, opening opener his uh, well, the guy they coined as his uh, as the MC for the show, mm-hmm. young man named Ira Coleman who uh, works with Bruce, he, he runs the road with Bruce, and funny guy. Both mm-hmm. of them hilarious comedians, and I utterly enjoyed myself. I was at DC Improv, mm-hmm. um, saw a bunch of comedians that are going to be performing DC Improv that. I've met in all the, in the travels of uh, of being on the Dot Comedy Podcast. I've met them going to comedy shows and working our open mics and everything else, Joey. And you know what I said to myself? What did you say to yourself? Joey and Candace need to be doing fucking better at this comedy shit because these motherfuckers up here, y'all motherfuckers need to be doing way better than this shit. Uh, I, I saw some motherfuckers up there that I seriously second-guessed why the hell Bruce Bruce was in their fucking presence. Because I was like, they got this? <laughs> got to be fucking kidding me <laughs> we're just trying to build awareness I, I, no i want you all to be, i want you all i want to be a dj at the big show man you gotta have you gotta because because whenever the whenever you do the big show mm-hmm. you say your feature dj it has to be dj marcus so candace when you when you when you make it big and you're and you're on that big stage and they're like candace we want you to headline uh let's see let's see madison square garden Okay, we, we, you go headline. You you're gonna be the big the big closer at Madison Square Garden. It'll be the that comedy, uh, that comedy showcase of a showcase showcase of the immortals. Okay, I guess we'll call it. I think we have a guest. You think we do? Hold on, let me check our new CPMMA fight line. Yeah, the fight line, baby. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why there's leaves. Wait, wait a minute. Why are there leaves? I don't know. It's a little different. It's CV MMA fight line. On this fight line, we have Art Garfield. Art, are you with us? I am temporarily with you. I'm at a stoplight, but I'm about to move again. And uh, but when, but I did find my charger, so I can actually go back to where I was and have them help me, uh, give me their head code and Wi-Fi. Okay. And we can do this correctly, and I apologize. That's all right. All take right, hey, take your time. At all, man. Let us know when you're ready to go. We'll bring you back in. Yeah, definitely. I'll take okay, that as an okay. I'm gonna, there's a Wendy's over here. Let me pull into their parking lot and see if they got to say because McDonald's uh, was Mc, McWack. <laughs> <laughs> that is an unfortunate situation. Not McWack. Goddamn. <laughs> 
Oh man, but Joey, yes, it was a good show. I was happy. To, I was happy to be in attendance. Um, and so, what did you do this week, man? I uh, I went to a football game. I went to uh, so I'm lucky. I have a, a therapist who's a very generous person, mm-hmm. and uh, invited me to use one of his unused. He had a late person drop out on him last minute to go to the Giants Washington football team game, and he invited Redskins. Me. Call them Redskins. Nobody cares. Uh, they're, 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 Candace, you're one quarter Native American. Do you care that uh, that we call them the Redskins? No, not at all. There we go. See, Candace. Well care. then. Anyway, she's um, running barefoot herself. Doesn't care. Kudos to to Washington. They've been managed to. Uh, they've been managing to um, uh, steal a game from us there. So whoop your ass. Say 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 it kindly, Joe. Whoop your ass. <laughs> You can say that. It's fine. Uh, that is Josh Peters, who is our guest. He is the owner and proprietor of CPMA and the Fight Line, and he is a active fan that is commenting a lot today. I don't think we have any signing midgets, Josh. Um, these. This is this is part of our new technology. Yes. So we can see, we can see. We when, see uh, you. I just did that so that he can know <laughs> that we can see him. <laughs> I I see you, boo. <laughs> yeah, Josh is the owner <laughs> and uh, owner and yeah, first champion. Now everyone can see the Facebook comment. Yes. Yes, they can. Yes, again, if we choose to let them. Or YouTube. And you, yeah, YouTube. Do, do, they, ha- do they? Can they see uh, Twitch? Twitch comments too. Twitch comments. Uh, yes. Yes. If I if I so choose. Okay. All right. I'm minimizing y'all because y'all just tiles right now at me. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be that way. Yes. Yes. There were a number of issues in our in our past life. But we are better, bigger, better, and but blacker than ever. This is we are bigger, better, and blacker than ever. Joey Lafaro is black again. We need to get you some sort of avatar for when you go to audio. Right now, you just got that NPC bubble. Yeah. Blinking at us. Now both of them have that yeah. same bubble, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, man. Anywho. Um, so, yeah, I went to – so I got invited to, to go to the football game, um, and I and I was able to bring my girlfriend with me. All so right. I had I had an uh, amazing time. We were right on the 50-yard line, but we were still in, in at FedEx Field. So – Idiocy was still rampant. There were there were fights in the parking lot, and there almost was a fight in the stands. There was a guy like three rows down in front of me who just kept turning around and yelling "fuck you," and like normally that drags out the ghetto in me uh-huh. and starts stuff. But I can't. I'm sitting between my therapist and my girlfriend. I can't be that guy. <laughs> I can't be the guy. That would be horrible and that hilarious. Would be the worst at the time, time to get in a fight. Oh my god, that would be the funniest shit ever. Your therapist and your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you got to hold yourself back on that one. My dad was at that game actually. I didn't tell you that because I didn't know until like twenty, uh, like two hours ago when I talked to my dad. He was at that game with my with my uncle and my cousin. Oh, uh, and my cousin is a Cowboys fan. See, I don't understand why are you going to the other. Like, there was an Eagles fan there. I'm like, why yeah. are you here? So the, he was wearing a Cowboys jersey. Mm-hmm. And my dad and my uncle were just wearing their regular like Sunday Sunday clothes, mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon clothes, and then it, so they're walking out, and uh, there was a Redskins fan just saying, "Hey, there's a cowboy over there." 
And nobody did anything about that. And I was like, good, because that normally turns bad very fast. When one of the drunkard CLs, there's a cowboy over there. I've been I've been in that dumbass situation before. Yes. <laughs> it's weird because like, there was like almost an equal number of Washington fans and New York fans there. Yeah. Like there was a lot of blue in the stands. And so it never wasn't loud. Like the entire night. <laughs> it's just like screaming. my voice still hasn't recovered. Oh, oh poor you, Joey. I wasn't complaining. I'm just saying oh. that's how loud it was. I mean, I, I, I didn't think you were complaining. I just say poor you because your life sucks. Your life sucks. Your team sucks. You got to go hang out with your therapist. That's weird. That's, that's a weird thing to do, Joey. Hey. Hey. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we oh, hear you. Here we go. I think I got a, I think I got a, I think I got a good signal. It sounds really oh, good. Very good now. I'm going to bring y'all up a little bit more. Oh, uh, man. Candace, you still with us? Yeah, that's what's up. With you. I guess Candace left too. I don't know. <laughs> Just in the mystery mix. Because mm-hmm. I can't see y'all. Now Candace is on mute too. Yeah. Lord Jesus. This is, this is yeah. Oh, man. But it's, we, we're going to get the bugs worked out because it's the only episode. Uh-oh. Candace fart. <laughs> no, I think I think that's... that's it's an art fart? I think it's coming from Art's road, roadside manner. <laughs> 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 Oh, um, so, so what else happened this week, man? Anything else happened to you this week? Uh, they, my company tried to lay me off and I quit instead. <laughs> so you pulled the old white guy on him. Yes. Yeah. You pulled the old white guy. You, you can't fire me. I quit. What? Uh, okay. And they're like, we'd like you, uh-huh. we'd like to lay you off in, in 10 days. And I was like, F that you can lay me off now. Uh, bye bye. And then I hung up. <laughs> How long are you going to work there until you actually quit? Huh? How long are you going to work there until you actually quit? What do you mean? I don't when, work there anymore. When's your last day, Joey? Right, You're tomorrow. white. Tomorrow. Listen, <laughs> it wasn't. It's not that I don't actually work. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. Uh, sometimes you have, sometimes you have like a fuckhead that runs the company, but you have somebody that you directly report to that you respect and you don't want to F them over completely. Okay. You want to fuck over the other guy because he deserves it. True. But your immediate the people you actually been been in the foxhole with, you want to you want to like you know let them survive a little bit. Okay. Like they are probably still going to lose an arm or leg, but you want to let them like you know at least be alive at the end of it. So I agreed to have handoff calls um, with the people that are going to be replacing me. Okay. Um, but I was very tempted. To just say, I'm sorry, and uh, this hurts me more than it hurts you. Oh, you gonna pull a you pull an angry black mother on him, huh? But <laughs> but boss man need to catch this whooping. Uh-oh. Well, let him explain to the client why I'm not there. There you go. During launch. Ooh, they launching this week. They launching this week. Ooh. And he was like, "Oh yeah, so your last day could be the end of the month." <laughs> like the fuck it can. <laughs> What if they drop? What if they drop two checks in your bank account? Huh? What if they drop two checks in your bank account? Say, hey, it ain't this. about the money anymore. If it ain't about the money, no, it ain't about the money. Here's the thing: um, people think that because they give you money, they're entitled to you uh, giving a fuck, and that's partially true, at least at first. But here's the thing: if I keep doing work and I hand in my work, and you say good job, and then you crumple my work up and throw it in the trash, eventually. <laughs> I'm going to just 
stop doing that work. I'm just going to hand you blank paper. And then after a little while, that blank paper is going to turn into a picture of a middle finger. And when you notice that that piece of paper has a middle finger on it, it's the day I leave. <laughs> you go really far, Joey. I... But I understand. I understand the frustration. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I understand your frustration, Joey. It, 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 working a part-time job is always a little harder than it needs to be, especially when you work for a company that, does, that you don't think appreciates you. Mm, yeah. And uh, I, I've been there in my past. Uh, I've never worked a part-time job. I've always had full-time jobs because, again, I'm a perfect person. Uh, I've, I've done things and made things happen for myself and made myself successful for a reason. That's why, I wear, that's why I wear salmon-colored shirts. Uh, it's, just, it's just a good thing. It's a good nature. Uh, but I'm looking for big things from you, Joey. Get a new job? No. No? So th- that's it. This is it. This is it. Uh, this is my part-time job now. Oh, the Dot comedy is going to be a part-time job. Dot comedy is going to be my part-time job. And I'm here for it, buddy. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm saying the Lord is making a way for me to have less shit to do. There so that go. I can focus on the hey, things jo- that are important. Like this bullshit. <laughs> hey, Joey. Yeah. Art Garfield here. Yes, sir. Wait, hey, Joey. Yeah. Were you, you there the night when I, when I fired slash he quit? My, my DJ? I do remember that. that. Right? Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you something. So this is a story for your audience. Never before in the history of comedy has the DJ unplugged his shit five minutes before the show. <laughs> like my DJ did. Not only that, to add insult, to add literal, literal insult to the injury that he was trying to create. Sat at the bar to watch the show. He came back and he heckled you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe he stuck. He stuck around to heckle you, and while it was tremendously entertaining, it was also. (laughs) Wow. I still have flashbacks of that shit. Uh, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Thank you, Joey. Man, I'm emotionally fucked up. Well, if you don't want to have that experience. I go to a club now and I pass the DJ booth. There's like a there's like a fucking shockwave that goes, nah, 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 and I gotta walk away. <laughs> like PTSD. You know, like a, like, you know what I mean? DJ booths get did they just remove the booth at uh, at, at Island Lounge? Or they moved it behind the stage so you don't have to look at it anymore. <laughs> well, well, Art, and, I I can tell you know, this. I think that was I think that's what he felt was the first. I think he felt that was the first diss. Is when I put that banner up and it covered him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't do that on purpose. I did that because I want to have that full banner up so people cannot see what's behind. You know, behind in, in that yeah, yeah. area because you know then it looked like you know I'm doing a comedy show in a fucking banquet hall. You know what I mean? Right. So right. you got you got to give a stage a stage. To, yeah. Ex- 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 exactly. You know, and we moved him over to one of the booths where he could still be seen, you know, but his assholeness shined through. <laughs> well, Art, as speaking from the DJ perspective, uh, that DJ was very unprofessional. Uh, if you're looking for a DJ that is truly a professional uh, through and through, uh, will DJ anything you need in the DJ. DJ Marcus is always available for any any uh, 
any shows, any gigs, anything you have going on in your life, DJ Marcus will be there for you. Spinning the tunes, because you know what DJ Marcus is? He's a certified DJ. <laughs> I, I, I would presume that DJ Marcus was you. Yes, that's me. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It is me. Yes, sir. It okay. is, it is and whoever will be, me in the flesh. What's happening? What's right. happening, DJ Marcus? <laughs> What's going on? Right. I but, told you I had a DJ in my back pocket. You yeah. said, you say the word go, I'll get him here. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it works very well for me. Um, but, yeah. You sure did. So, what we're going to do, Joey? You sure did. We're going to take a quick break, man. Okay. And then we're going to come down and we're going to sit down Mr. Art Garfield and have a, have a, just a tete-a-tete with him. Just meet him a little bit. He's new to the Dot Comedy Sounds family. New to the Dot Comedy family, but not new to some people in this room. Joey LaFaro knows him. He's new to me, so I'm going to find out some more about him. There so we we'll, we'll talk to Art in a minute. We'll okay. talk to him, and we'll get more things going on with more fun and more thrills on the Dot Comedy Podcast. All right. We got London on the track. Whoa. Yeah, man, T.I.P. in this motherfucker with me, nigga. To the max with it. Rex. I count six shots. Busting out the bando. A nigga jury real metal like a can no fleet. I went from rag to riches to a feature with tip. I went from smart car to a bitch with some smart lips. And that if and then make my hip limp. I'm going fishing with these little bitty strip dips. And my bank roll kind of big dip. Woo. She gonna bring it on a big ship. Uh, quite trail, no quick trip. I got jugs in the island, no tip. Yeah. Woo. She ain't wanna have a good day. Smoke way more weed than a guy in LA. And we're back on the Back Comedy Podcast. This segment of Back Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Smooth My Balls. That's right, Smooth My Balls, Turf Chopper 3.0. And if it ain't about the money for you, guess what? You can save 20% off Turf Chopper 3.0 with Smooth My Balls. The company code is available on the Back Comedy Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and it's right on the screen right now. And it's on the screen right now, so click on it, goddammit. You also can go to our link tree in the comments section or on our bio or wherever you dot comedy purchases are sold. Anyway, dot comedy purchases are sold. Yes, hey, anywhere you find dot comedy, you will find a nice promo code for you and yours for a smooth my balls church chopper 3.0. 20% off, folks. You need to get one because I got one, it's right here. And Joey, we're back, man. It has been, uh, we haven't had a new guest in a while. It's been, a, been, a, been about a couple months since we had a new guest in, on the Dot Comedy Podcast. Tell me I'm slacking? Yes, you are. That's my way of just uh, covertly uh, pointing listen, out. Listen, listen. That you need to get more These variants are out here. I can't take a risk of having a variant on the podcast, so the filter had to get a little bit more stringent on who we allow, allow on our feed. I understand completely. And that's why we, see, we practice social distancing in the studio. This, this desk is six feet apart. Mm-hmm. So that me and Joey never get close enough. Not even close enough for tips to touch. Can't, we don't get any closer than that. Can't allow them sniffles to cross stream. No. Now, I, I may sound like ass right now, but this is a uh, this is a sinus infection uh, brought on by air conditioners blowing in my face. Uh, <laughs> it happens every goddamn year. I hate this shit. I hate this time of year so fucking much, Joey. 
Uh, it's man. like you like that the that the heat breaks, but yeah. you know, and it's cool again. But then your allergies start, and you're like, "Why? I didn't. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice outside. It's the worst shit. But ever. now, but now my nose is running, and I don't know why. Uh, and I know why, because God hates me. God hates me, and He loves trees. So that's why I got tree pollen. I don't understand what the fuck tree. There's pollen no pollen is. though. This is when they die. Oh, it's tree death. It's tree death. And so it's it's a mold. Spring is when it's tree tree. Come everywhere. Does tree come all over your, come over your car? Tree, tree nut everywhere. Well, I don't like that intro for our Literally guests. <laughs> I don't like our intro for our guests here talking about tree nut. Um, I don't either. But we do have a guest this week, man. Mr. Art Garfield. Well, sir, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, it is a pleasure having you here, sir. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. My name is Art Garfield. My parents named me that. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius. I'm from Queens, New York. I live in Harlem, but currently residing and hanging out in Wheaton. No, no, in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. Got to get that right. Comedy night in Wheaton, Maryland, at Island's Comedy Lounge. Okay. Which is where I met Joey at. All right. So you... You mean this a, place? Uh, a writer. There it is. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still telling you... I'm still telling you more about myself. Um, I am a... Jump the gun. (laughs) I'm a writer, a comedian, an actor, a producer, a director, a gynecologist. I wasn't expecting that one. You picked a bad time to sip. I think you just gave Marcus a throat attack. Okay. (laughs) So... Now, now, do I have to unpack that, or was that, or was that, is that part of the first three names? <laughs> the writer comedian in there. Oh man, unpack that. Unpack that. Are you a gynecologist, sir? Please, please inform me thusly, because if you are, that is amazing. I've never had a gynecologist in the Dark Comedy Podcast. Could you elaborate? Yes. Well, you know, I've, I've, um, I've been in and around. Hold on a second. Somebody's walking up to my fucking window right now. <laughs> What's that? Oh, man, I, man I, I, I'm rocking with number debit cards, bro. Number debit cards. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> That's how you know you're in Wheaton. That is the first on the Dot County podcast. <laughs> this motherfucker just walked up and said, hey, man, I lost my wallet. And I was trying to get home. And I pulled the debit card. <laughs> Get it? I pulled the debit card because most of the motherfuckers don't have the Square app when they broke, you know, to uh, to cash in. <laughs> that the homeless motherfuckers, when homeless motherfuckers walk up on me, I'm like, oh man, uh, all I got is a debit card. And they be like, fuck, they, every time, fuck, you know, and you know because they don't have the Square and they don't have a cell phone. They could have got an Obama phone and got a Square app to get an Obama phone. They can get a cash app. That yeah, they can cash app. Just cash app that shit to you know me, man. Cash app. It's dollar sign bum number five. <laughs> Bumbo That's number five. Dollar sign no house two thousand six. <laughs> uh, so, so, you, so you how long? How long you been doing comedy art? I've been doing comedy since nineteen eighty five. Oh wow! Damn. His career is as old as I, I am. I stand up when I was in college. 
I wanted to do stand-up before I went to college. Okay. And a buddy of mine who, at the time, was the funniest motherfucker on the goddamn planet, uh, and he's just a regular guy, <laughs> we were supposed to audition at the same time at the... Co- hold up, cops coming. Hold up. Fuck shit. Good <laughs> Lord. Hope they're not coming for you, sir. No, no, they, they, they passed you by. We're good. All right. So, <laughs> that was already close calls. Uh, I want to. That was mad close, y'all. I mean, we did uh, promise more thrills this season. I'm not, I'm not, secu- I'm not secure. Yeah, I'm secure. Around bums and cops. I'm insecure. I mean, I, I love our podcast so, art, but don't yeah, put I yourself want, in I jeopardy. To, uh... Just stay safe, please. Yes. yes. I um, yeah. I wanted to audition. I had a buddy, uh, we were supposed to audition at the comic strip in New York together, and he he chickened out, and I went off to college. Huh? But while I was at college in, in Montgomery, Alabama, they opened up a punchline comedy club down there, and I got a job working behind the bar. Well, actually, it was in front of the bar. I got a job. I. I I, I, I um, applied as a, a waiter, but I never waited a table in my life. <laughs> but I put down in the resume a bunch of clubs and restaurants that I knew in New York and Manhattan that were closed down. So <laughs> check, they wouldn't be able to fucking cross-reference. That's a slick move. That's a good move right there. I like that. But I had my first tray of glasses as a waiter, and I spilled two of them uh, before I even got to the goddamn table. And the owner of the club walked over to me kindly, put his hand on my shoulder, and said, you've never done this before, have you? And I said, no, I haven't. He said, okay, put the tray down and get the fuck out. Now, he ain't going to get the fuck out. He said, put the tray down and go help behind the bar. They liked me. Okay. And so I went behind the bar, and I became the bar back. Ah. And the... Uh, I had no problem with that. I just wanted the job, and I just wanted to be in that club. Uh, the only, the only, uh, the only uh, uh, issue with being behind the bar was the bartender was this flaming redneck guy. Oh wow! And and the bar was real narrow behind, so I have to. And, and no no pun. <laughs> The, the bar was so narrow that I'd have to walk behind him, and I, it would always be close. I would always have to scooch up closer to the other wall, or, you know, or to the or to the where the bottles were, to get by him. Because occasionally he would stick his ass out to block me and get a big giggle at, like he thought that shit was funny. And uh, and, I, and I would tell him, you know, stop, stop doing that, man. Same time. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So he felt like, you know, nigga, your, your ass is mine, nigga. Wow. He never said that. He never said that. But that, that was the tone. But his eyes said it. His eyes said it. I need, I, need more, I need more ice. God feel. You need to fill these juices quicker than you doing. It's like, God damn, you country fag. What the fuck, man? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I didn't mean, when I said fag, I mean cigarette. I mean. <laughs> oh. You know, I'm like, you fucking cigarette. Fucking cigarette. You know? <laughs> Fucking cigarette, you fucking British cigarette. <laughs> you know, um, because, because as, as, as the comics used to say back in the day, I don't have anything against fags. I don't know. <laughs> Look at it, stop it. Watch yourself. Look out. Okay, so <laughs> you know, I don't mean nothing derogatory. You know, I have I have, I have gay uh, associates. Uh, and, and folks that I know, I have nothing. I have. No, I'm. I'm you know, do what you want to do. It's all good. Live, and 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 love. That's you know. And, uh, and you know. And um. And baby wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the best way to be. You gotta gotta spread love. And baby wipes, because because uh, again, it's it, I'm glad it's not me this week. <laughs> what was the question? We <laughs> missed. What have you done in your life? And I think he went down a hole. We, uh, we, we ended up at Love and Baby White, and we started at Comedy Career. Yes. Yes. We, we started at, well, where'd you start doing comedy? And somehow you ended up almost butt-fucking this gay guy in, 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 in the middle of Alabama. I don't understand how we went down that hole, but hey, sometimes you got to go down those rabbit holes. Um, so when did you, you start doing stand-up? Stand up maybe a month after I got the job there. Okay. They started amateur night really quick, and uh, as a matter of fact, I think like the second or third week, comedian J. Anthony Brown. Here's some good trivia. Comedian J. Anthony Brown. This is 1985. Comedian J. Anthony Brown, who's now on the Steve Harvey Show. Yes. Uh, what happened that week? Back in 1985. And I told him, because he was black and I felt that I can confide in him, I said, I want to do stand-up. He said, really? He said, come to the club tomorrow while nobody is here and get on stage and show me what you got. So I came, I showed up the next day, took clothes off. No, I didn't. I showed up the next day and went on stage and started talking. And uh, he's like, okay, come on stage. Come on, get off the stage. You ain't got no jokes. <laughs> and... um he said, but what you do have is, he said, you got stage presence. Uh-huh. You look good. You look comfortable on stage. And uh, he goes, that's 80% of the game. All you need now is some jokes. <laughs> and that was it. And then uh, a week later or two weeks later, they started an amateur night. And I started going up. And then they made it a competition. Maybe in two or three weeks after that, saying whoever wins this competition will be the house MC." Oh, so okay. I went up there and competed, and I won. And I won. I, I, only, I ain't had no really no jokes, but I had I had personality. There you go. There you go. But so and I, and I won, and they made me the house MC. So I opened up for everybody who came through there. So I I, I got to meet and open up at that very early stage of my life with Steve Harvey, Anthony Brown, Tim Allen, Jeff Foxworthy, Brett Butler, and on and on and on. All these cats when they were just coming up. 
wow. come to the club. And I and I and I met them all. And to this day, I can still if they if, if I some some of them I have their number, but others if I ever ran into them into a, into a club at a club, they'll go, "Oh my God, Garfield, what's up?" Like yeah. they they would all say, "What's up to me?" That's because, awesome. You know, we we're all it was all cool. And uh, and of course, you know, I've had my own you know bit of growth over the years. And, uh, and they've gone on to be millionaire folks and that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's a, that's a heck of, that's a heck of a career to put putting back there, man. Because those are names. I told you we're stepping yeah. it up for season four. We got we got we actual guests. Okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna see where this goes, man. Ain't bringing bringing out the open micers no more. Thank you. Uh, um, no, <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> that was fucked up. Uh... Now I'm not gonna be able to get guests for like two months. <laughs> They're all gonna be like, I thought you said we can't bring it on. Like, like, that's because I don't see you that way anymore. No, you all are celebrities now. <laughs> You're dot comedy celebrities. I know uh, who the stars are. <laughs> so, so Art, did you? Because um, during the pre-show, you said you recently you had written a book. I don't know if you recently wrote it, but you did write a book. And what was that book about, sir? Yes, I, I wrote a book um, nine years ago. It doesn't seem that long. It really seems like eight years. I'm like, um, I was mentored by Bill Cosby. Uh, and let me tell you that story. Okay. Uh, this is after Cosby's uh, sitcom, The Cosby Show. This is his second series, which is on CBS, not NBC. It was just called Cosby. Just him and Felicia Rashad. Uh, uh, the new cast. It was a new cast that... Felicia Rashad. He brought Felicia back to play his wife. In this in this show, he was a blue collar guy. He used to work at an airport um, uh, in baggage handling or some shit. And uh, and she owned like a flower shop. So they were very you know you know middle class. Yeah. Uh, upper upper uh, uh, lower middle class to middle class. Anyway, um, he was on he was on Letterman uh, this particular night. And I'm watching it because I was a Cosby fan. And he said, yeah, I got a new show coming up. You know, uh, now we're in pre-production. And when I heard that, I'm like, if he's in pre-production on a new show, that means he's taping it in Queens at Kaufman Studios where he did his last show, which is, and I, I'm living in, in Harlem in Manhattan. So to get over to Queens to the studio is literally only 15 minutes away from me. Okay. From, from, from Manhattan, Manhattan, which is just a triborough bridge away. And Kaufman Studios is in Astoria, Queens, which is directly on the other side of the triborough bridge. All right? Okay. So I went over the very next day to see what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and I had, I had, I had did the warm-ups. The audience warm-ups. That's the comedian. Uh, just the comedian. They have a, the, they have they hire comedians to do the warm-ups. The warm-ups job is to entertain the audience in between the tapings. Yeah. And and also keep them keep them abreast of where they're at in the script, in the storyline of the show. Okay. So they can so they can follow it in between all the stops and starts. Yeah. So I did the, I did them up for a couple of shows prior to that. I did a warm-up for a game show on BET, um, and and I also did the warm-ups for a Malcolm Jamal Warner spinoff on NBC called I think it's called My Neighborhood or Where We Live or something like that. Okay. Um, most Def was co- most Def was co-starring with him on the show. 
and uh, I got a job doing a warm-up. So when I went to, fast forward, when I went to the studio about this new Cosby series to see if I can get the warm-up job for that show, uh, I was like, I was like, it's like for sore eyes because Cosby had gave one of his old friends, and when I say old, he was just as old as Cosby, uh, a shot at doing the warm-up. You know, because Cosby likes the motherfucker to hang themselves. I'm, a, I'm You're not going to blame your shit on me. So I'm going <laughs> to let you go up there and do it. And, and, and if you fail, it's on you. Yeah. So he let his boy get up there and do it. And his boy was failing. So when I showed up, they were like, wait a minute. You worked. You did what? You And oh, and you, what? Yeah, really? When can you start? <laughs> nice. I'm like, I start right now. And they were like, okay, come in Wednesday. That was it. Just like that. Sweet. I'm talking about just like that. I got the warm-up job. And so next thing you know, I'm there doing a warm-up job. And I got to do about three shows. By the third show, uh, Cosby, as comedian, as comedian, Joey, you know this. Mm-hmm. There's not a comedian in the world when they see uh, another comedian with a hot crowd getting laughs they're going to want a piece of that shit. Yeah. Right? Yep. Especially if you, especially if you got power to say, excuse me, I want to go on stage. Yeah. I want to get some of this. You got, you got, you got to pass the mic. So that was me. I was, I was heating the audience up. So by the third show, Cosby, I never met him. They told me, do not talk to the cast. Do not talk to Mr. Cosby. But on the first show, when they introduced the cast, one of my boys, like one of my friends, was on the cast. I did not even know it because the job came to me that quick. Oh, oh wow. One That's of my awesome. boys, a comedian named Doug E. Doug. Doug E. Doug, was, yeah. Uh, was close, yeah, was close starring on the show. And when they, when, they, when they introduced his name and he bounced out onto the stage, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in. Because... <laughs> When Dougie heard me up in the stands, he was. I saw him looking, and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. I was backstage. From that day on, I was backstage. I was in the dressing room. <laughs> nice. Every show I said that. So by the third show, it might, it might have been the second show, the second taping, Cosby said from the stage, from the floor, from the sound stage, Garfield. Now, mind you, I never met the man. Uh-huh. I I hugged him. I hugged the microphone, Joe. I hugged the microphone and said, "Because you just say my name, because <laughs> you just say my name." And the audience said, "Yep, he sure did." I'm like, "Whoa, yes, sir." He goes, "Throw me the mic." Yes, sir. <laughs> Ran on down. I, I'm in. I, I'm up in the stadium in the stadium seats with the audience. Uh-huh. I bounced my ass down there and threw him the mic. He act like he didn't catch it. It was bobbling and shit. And then he grabbed it. He's like, he's like, I scared you, didn't I? You thought you had to pay for this, right? <laughs> then he went off and did literally, fellas. He went off and did 15 minutes of killer improv. Wow. Killer. And then Garfield, yes, sir. Put your hands up. I'm throwing you the mic back. Throw me the mic back. Of course, I act like I didn't catch any bobble with it and everything. And uh, he got a laugh out of that. 
and uh, and then I moved on with the show. Bill Cosby, ladies and gentlemen, give a round of applause. They went bananas, and then I went on, and uh, first I said, I don't even know I can follow that. Who can follow that? One more time with Bill Cosby. You know what I mean? Me on my show. I'm just over here trying to get my little stand-up on, and he's going to try and steal my crowd from me. Bill Cosby, yeah, right. One more time for Bill Cosby. That is awesome. And then went off my thing. So, so the next show, the next show, uh, I'm doing a joke about about uh, you know, the way the way I played it was because you know I'm, I'm a nightclub comedian, right? So you right. can't curse on a Cosby stage, right? Yeah. So I would make fun of everything around me. I would make fun of the set. I would make fun of the actors. I would make fun of the extras. I would make fun of everything. I would make fun of the crew. You know, everybody was a victim, right? <laughs> okay. And, and, I, and I was killing them because, you know, I, I was good at that. So uh, I would get my laughs. But there was one joke that I did because the, 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 the scene, the stage scene, the main scene was a uh, street scene. And you got some, you got some stores. You got a, you got a delicatessen. You got a flower store. Then you got the, tr you got a train station where you can see the stairs going up. You got a newspaper stand in front of the stand, and then you see a couple of homes on the other side. Okay. Okay. So in front of the newspaper stand was a black guy. So the joke I did was, ladies, gentlemen, what's wrong with this set? What's wrong with this scene? You can't figure it out. Look at the newspaper stand. What's wrong with that? You can figure out, there's not a black man in New York City that's in front of a newspaper stand these days. <laughs> Why? Because there's always some guy that talks like this. Put that newspaper down. And then I went and did that. All right? Don't put, put, that, put that jet magazine down. The center, the, 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 the bitch of the week is going to be the same. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I didn't say bitch, but I said something like chick of the week. The week is always the same. Always the same woman. Why you always got to the magazine, you regular things? Anyway, I did that whole thing, got a big laugh. So, in between the tapings, they took lunch break. Uh, during this break, the stage manager came up to me and said, Mr. Cosby wants to see you in his dressing room. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck did I say? Did I curse? You know, <laughs> you know when, you're, when you're a nightclub back, it's part of your language. You don't know if you curse or not sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's part of your language. I'm like, man, did I slip and curse? What the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? I'm like, oh my God, this is fucked up. First God, oh my God. So I went to his dressing room. Oh, hey, come on in, come on, have a seat. Yes, sir. Went and have a seat. Now I'm sitting, my friends, 12 to 18 inches away from Mr. Cosby, from Bill fucking Cosby. I don't hear anything this man says for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> he, literally, he literally sounded like the Charlie Brown teaches to me. Because he's talking, and in my head I'm going, this is Bill Goddamn Cosby. And <laughs> nobody to witness. I'm sitting with Bill. I'm with this is Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, I don't hear you. <laughs> Bill Cosby, I don't hear you. So when I finally came to, he said, listen, I know you're a comedian, you work at night, but, uh, oh, no, no, he gave me a lecture on my joke. He said, the joke you do, this is why I called you in here, the joke you do, 
why, why, do you, why, why do you think the people are laughing? I said, you know, it's funny. You know why, why, do, why do you think they're laughing? I said, well, because of the, why, okay, let me, he said, let me make, it, uh, I'll make it simple for you. Why, why do you think the black people are laughing? I said, I said, uh, because of the funny accent and voice. Uh, okay, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you that. Okay, wh why do you think the white people are laughing? And now, what I do know about Cosby, just from knowing, just from you know, watching his, his series and everything, is if you do not have a correct answer to give this man, just say you don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Don't try to be smart around him, because he's smarter. So I, that went through my head in, in nanoseconds, and I said, I don't know. He said, good. I'm going to tell you why. The white people are laughing because you're making fun of a people that they can't fuck with. These are people who are coming up from a third world country with as good of an education as them and taking their jobs, all the jobs that black people won't take. They're coming in there and they're becoming dry clean owners, deli owners, motel owners, pharmacists, etc. And the white people can't fuck with them because they're just as educated. He says, I say that to say, if you're going to joke about anything, people, culture, or whatever, tell the truth about first. Because after you tell the truth about them, you can say, you can Google them any, any, any way you want. Because you already talked, you already you already said real part. You know, he says, as, com as comedians, we're wired differently. It comes in one ear straight and out the other one all crazy. And don't be afraid of that. That's just the way we're wired. Don't think you're weird. Don't think you're weird. That's just the way we're wired. And then uh, he said, he said a bunch of other things in between, but I'll give you the, 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 the gems of the conversation. He said, listen, I know you're a comedian. You work at night in the clubs. I don't know what you do during the day. I don't know what you do during the day. But you are welcome to come here and watch. And if I were you, I would take advantage of this. Spielberg is not going to let some little black kid come in and watch him work. But you're welcome to come here. And I started coming in every day out of that. I was I was I was at the writers' meetings and all that shit. I was coming in. I was like, I said, I come in anytime I want. So I was coming in at the writers' meetings and uh, and smoozing up with the with the with the showrunner and all that. And he was embraced. He embraced me too because you know that guy be gave him you know gave him the clearance. Hey, you know, look out for the kid. <laughs> so now I'm in the writers' meeting. I'm talking to all the writers and all this kind of stuff. And the woman who hired me didn't like that. They did not like that I was becoming close with this man because I become outside of their control. Ah. Okay? So uh, a week after that, uh, they accused me of saying something anti-Semitic. And here's the anti-Semitic uh, issue that they tried that they put on me. Uh, somebody came in, I'm in the audience doing my thing. Somebody came in with a broken arm. I said, hey, what happened to your arm? Car accident. I'm like, ah, 
Oh, that's messed up. Uh, I did a joke, got a laugh. And then two, three, five more people came in, and then some, some, some uh, I guess, I'm sure they were Jewish, came in, and one had a white yuck on his head, right? Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, you was, were you in the same car? I was like, with a head bandage and shit, right? Oh, no. Like, oh, my God, look at the bandage on your head. <laughs> I said, were you in the same car? I got a big laugh. That was the anti-Semitic thing that they grabbed uh. on, I guess. So they called me into uh, into the office in between the shows and said that it was, a, it was the supervising producer who hired me, the director, and the new showrunner. They had a new showrunner. They brought a new showrunner in. They had two showrunners on the show, okay? Because the first guy was real sweet and soft, and they needed somebody who was a kick-ass. So they brought the kick-ass in there. His, guy, his name was Norman Steinberg. Uh, Norman Steinberg is credited with being one of the writers on Blazing Saddles, along with Richard Pryor and Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so so that that was his that was his that's where he got his ball. He was he, now he was he he walked in with his jock strap and his nuts hanging over his shoulder. And shit. <laughs> Damn. So so they called me. They said you said something anti-Semitic. A uh, uh, member who was a friend of uh, of the show complained. And uh, we won't be eating you anymore. I'm like, what? I couldn't wow. believe it. I'm like, what? I'm like, God damn. I'm like, I didn't say anything. But, it was, you know, they had all the key people there to make it real. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. the showrunner, the director, and the supervisor producer. Yeah. So, uh, so, it's, so it's not like when the word got back to Cosby, it's like we all agreed that he should not be on the show. Yeah. So hmm. I'm like, fuck. I had a gig in Michigan uh, the next day. It was a Friday. They tape on Thursdays. I'm in Michigan on Friday. So from the gig, from the hotel room, I'm calling his Cosby's assistant because I became the cool, mm-hmm. where I got her number. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not on the intimate level, just on the cool level. So I call her, and I go, hey, did Mr. Cosby say anything to you about me? She goes, no. I said, nothing at all. She goes, no. I'm like, holy. I'm saying to myself, I hang up. I say, okay, cool. I tell Cosby I'll see him on Monday. In my head, I'm going, oh, shit, he don't even motherfucking know. Uh-huh. I'm showing the fuck up. So I showed up that Monday at the writer's meeting like I know he did. I'm in the, in the reception area because now I don't have, I've called Blige to walk in now. I got to be, I, somebody has to come in and get me now to bring me up to the set. Yeah. As I'm sitting, as I'm sitting there in the lobby, comedian Godfrey comes in, right? Uh-huh. And he comes down and sits down. I'm like, yo, G, what's up? He's like, hey, Godfrey, what's happening, man? I go, on, I'm just checking I go, and my first assumption is he's he's doing a, a guest spot on the show that week, you know? Because they occasionally bring let a comedian come in <coughs> and get a little get a little tiny roll. I go, oh, what's up, man? What's up, man? I see you on the show this week. He goes, I don't know why I'm here. And when he said that, I'm like, oh, that's some bullshit. <laughs> wow. That's some bullshit. And I, stopped, and I stopped talking to him at that point. I stopped talking to him. I'm like, I thought me and Godfrey was cool. All right, that's some bullshit. So now uh, the the Cosby's assistant comes and, and brings me, escorts me in, right? So now I'm sitting in the writer's meeting. The writer's meeting is packed. All the people who need to be there are there. The writers, producers, wardrobe, et cetera, and, and the cast, okay? 
the cast is sitting at a huge oval table, and all the rest of us kind of surrounding it, like three layers deep. I was the third layer against the wall. I, I didn't really want to be seen, okay? I'm, I'm being mis- inconspicuous, but present. Cosby comes in. He usually comes in after everybody's already there. He does a joke, totally rips the room apart with whatever he says out of his mouth. The man is, the man is bad. He, uh, he came in, did his little joke real quick. As he's walking in, he does his joke before he sits down. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he comes in, he does his little joke. And the very next words out of his mouth, this will let you know how smooth this motherfucker is. The very next words out of his mouth they are, has anyone seen Garfield? Hey. Huh? <laughs> huh? Oh. Huh? One of the producers who did not know that I was fine goes, yeah, he's right there. And I wave my hand right here, sir. He goes, oh, good, good. Give Garfield something to read in this week's script. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which was him saying to the motherfuckers, I know y'all fired this motherfucker, but fuck y'all. He's down with me. I went from being the fired guy who crashed the fucking meeting, inconspicuous, buried three people deep against the wall, to sitting at the fucking table with the cast, reading a role for that week's episode. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome, man. That is, that is, that I is. Th- a- I said to myself, fellas, I said to myself, I hung out with the writers. I saw how they craft these scripts. This shit ain't gonna fucking last. I saw how they write characters out. And that night, stage manager called me up and said, hey, Art, man, I mean, hey, Garfield, man, uh, got some bad news. Uh, they wrote you out. They wrote that character out. I said, no problem, man. I knew, I knew it was gonna happen. It was too easy. came too easy. I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He goes, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry man. I'm like, no, don't worry about it, man. So I show up the next day. And uh, Cosby says to me, um, hey, I tried. <laughs> the very next week, and I continue to come every day. The very next week, I show up again. <laughs> and Cosby goes, uh, is Garfield here? <laughs> right here, sir. Yeah, give Garfield. Give Garfield something to read this week's script. I'm back at the table again. And I read with the cast. After after that, we're all leaving. He goes over to me from behind me. And he goes, now, 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 if they write you out this time, it's not. It's, it's your fault, right? <laughs> oh, wow. wow. So, That's awesome. That is an awesome story, so, man. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. They, I was hanging out on the set with him. And the wardrobe people were walking toward us as we were walking, uh, you know, toward the stage or whatever. He stopped them and said, uh, give Garfield, he started dressing me to them. Give him this, give him that wear, and give him the little funny derby. He had me looking like a fucking pimp or some bullshit. Right? And uh, uh, they didn't, they opted out for that outfit and, you know, gave me a nice, you know, business attire with a trench, with a, with a, with a, with a, uh, with a trench coat kind of shit. You know, I, I was the guy on the street giving directions. You know, I, I became that guy asking for directions. But they kept me in, so I, I actually got to do an episode of the show. That's awesome. awesome. That is awesome, man. That's amazing. And, uh, 
so I, I rock out. I became I became Mr. Low Key. I'm not trying to cause no trouble, guy. I'm here on Cosby's uh, Juice, and uh, and I rocked out for the rest of the season like that. And I wound up taking a writer's class at the new school in downtown Manhattan. I took a sitcom writing class, and uh, and since I had access to the scripts and knew the show, I was at the tapings and the rehearsals and all that. I knew the characters, knew the show, and I and I picked a Cosby episode for my project for my for the for the class. Okay. And when it was done, three months later. Uh, me and Cos- Cosby and I are sitting on the set, just he and I, sitting in the director's chairs, yeah. having a conversation, and I found this was a prime opportunity to pitch my show idea to him. Okay. And I started pitching, and he sat back in his seat, because he knew, I didn't tell him I was pitching, I just started telling him about the story idea. He knew it was a pitch, he sat back in his chair and listened. And when I, when I, and when I finished, he, before I finished, he stopped me, and finished the, finished my fucking story like he had read my script oh wow and 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 he, and, when, and he says yeah that's good and i and i got and walked away from him he's like where you going i said motherfucker this is how we talk i said motherfucker, you already know the script i might as well just fucking leave he goes, no, over here, man. he goes i know it because i know it because it's a good idea i'm like thank you he's is it done i'm like yeah it wasn't done he goes, yeah, bring it in and pitch it to Norman Steinberg, the asshole. And I said, Norman? I said, Miss Cosby, Norman doesn't like me, man. He goes, he goes, bring it in and pitch it to Norman. So I went home and worked on that script all fucking night long till 6 o'clock in the morning until I finished my draft. Mm. I usually get there at 9 o'clock in the morning with everybody else. I got in at 12 this day. The stage manager comes over to me. I'm sitting up in the stands, you know, chilling, watching this, watching, you know, watching everything going on. And goes, El Garfield, where, 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 where you been? And I'm like, huh? I don't, I'm like, I'm, I'm, nigga, I don't work here. I'm saying, no, I don't work here. <laughs> he goes, I go, I, I go, why? He goes, Mr. Cobb's been looking for you. I said, really? What for? He goes, I don't know. I go, where's he at? He's on, he said, he's on the other side of the sound stage. I said, okay. I went, I started walking over there. By the time I got over there, he spotted me. His finger directed me to come to him and whispering, come here, come here, come here, come here. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, did you, did you bring your script? I said, yeah. He goes, good, hand it in and get your money. I said, why? He goes, hand it in and get your money. I said, you pitched my episode? He goes, yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there you go. Bring, hey, it a- and get, bring it in and get your money. And I brought that and handed it in. Norman Steinberg called me into his fucking office and said, what the fuck do you think you're doing over here? You got your own little intern program going over here, don't you? <laughs> and, and, and this motherfucker went in on me for the next half an hour, trying to get me to go black on him. I'm talking oh, about... Wow. I'm talking about... I'm talking about, I'm talking about, uh, uh, harassment, prejudice, all that discrimination, all that stuff. He was hitting me over the head with. With the SNL sketch with Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was. That's what it became. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
He said, you see all this Chris behind me? I go, yeah. He goes, they're all black riders. Useless. He goes, why don't you get a job working on the Wayans Brothers or something? I'm like, wow. Damn. He goes, why this? And why that? And why this? And I was like, no. I said to myself, you know what? Don't even answer him. <laughs> and I, I, I pleaded the fifth. And I said, ask Mr. Cosby. Every time he asked me a fucking crazy question, I said, ask Mr. Cosby. Because I knew he would never go to fucking Cosby and ask that bullshit. Yep. And, and so at the end of all that, as much as I want to fucking choke him, <laughs> I left. I went and went back to, you know, where the fuck I was. Back up in the stands or into the dressing room hanging out with Dougie Doug. I told Doug the story. He was like, what? <laughs> anyway, it's a long story, but I'm telling you, man. Uh, a week later, after, you know, I handed in my script and, uh, you know, it was like, oh, shit, I'm fucking to go fucking produce my episode. This is crazy. Then I think I'll last. Something's going to happen. This ain't going to last. It happened too easy. A week later, he was being, uh, he was being, um, uh, 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 what's the word? Um, he was being. Replaced? Escorted? Escorted by the girl Autumn Jack. Ah. Extorted. Extorted, yeah. Oh, wow. By Autumn Jackson, who claimed that Cosby was her father and that yep. if he don't pay her, he's gonna out her. He's gonna out. She's gonna out him. Yeah. Wow. And the name of the my episode was about uh, them finding a pregnancy test <laughs> in the do- in the daughter's uh, 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 bedroom, and they thought, and there was a big miscommunication. Everybody thought that they that they that they was the father. He thought that he still had it going on. Uh, uh, they thought that Dougie Doug's character was hatching the daughter. <laughs> it was a big miscommunication of, 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 of whose pregnancy test it was. So, and the name of my script was Don't Test Me. Oh. So, well, that is, said, that is... your, your script is too close to his reality right now. Oh, wow. So we're not going to be able to produce it. Yeah. Damn. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But it, it happened too fast. I was like, that's okay. Yeah. He blessed it. He blessed the idea. I, I'm, I'm good with that. Wow. And uh, and then a week after that, his son was killed. Oh no 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 no! A week after that, his son was killed. Oh wow! That's what happened. His son was killed. The week after that, I was right there on uh, the, the the morning that that happened. I was right there on the set with him. And uh, when he saw me, he gave me a look, you know, like yeah man, it's real. And we didn't even talk about it. And um, and then a week after that, thinking it was vulnerable. The girl decided to extort him. That's what it was. Wow. So he was fucked up because of his son being killed, and now he's being extorted. And they were like, "There's no way we're producing this fucking script. It's too close to reality, and he's vulnerable right now, and we don't want to add to it." And I'm like, "Damn." Wow. And is it, it December? So that is, okay. So so here, here's what I want you to do. You you didn't gave you didn't gave like three like, for, from the from the story you just told us on the Doc County podcast. You gave about three fifths of your of your book away. I don't want you to get the rest of it away. I want I want you to hold something back so people go Very buy true. this thing. Very true, because that, all that's in the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need them, I need them to go out and buy this thing because you got this is an amazing story. And it has a it has a warning on it. It says, "Due to the graphic of the nature of this book, please read." So I guess you're not supposed <laughs> to be reading it aloud. It's they gotta they gotta read it with their eyes so that yes. they don't have someone overhear the story. <laughs> 
Christ. And get in trouble because it's definitely not safe for work. Not at all. <laughs> not at all, man. And it, that is a, that is a powerful that is a powerful story, man. And by a powerful writer, man. By storyteller himself, man, Mr. R. Garfield. Again, sir, the, the book is called Power Was My Mentor by Mr. R. Garfield. Go out and get it. You can find it on, um, where can you find it at, Joey? You can find it on Amazon. Uh, you can either get it for your Kindle or get it a paperback. Uh, and we dropped the link to do that right in our comic section. Oh, man, yeah, man. You, oh, man. Yeah, we, we want. You, you can also go to www.powerwithmymentor.com. I'm pa- sorry. Okay, yeah, powerwasmymentor.com. Yep. All Power right, man. Powerwasmymentor.com. Yep. Awesome. Awesome, man. That is That was an amazing story, man. It is it is a pleasure to have you on, Art. Uh, again, man, we we about to break this down, though, and get into some, some trending topics and shit going on in the world. Joey, what's going on in this world, man? You got, you got, you got, a, got a sneak peek on what's going on in this world? Yeah, man, we got, uh, we got some oh, awards. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Go ahead, Art. Can you plug my comedy night? Oh yeah, we're gonna do. That, that oh, that, that oh, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. That's that, gonna happen. That, that ha- that's gonna happen. That, that's gonna happen because again, Island uh, is it Island Comedy Club? But we did yes. Island's Comedy Lounge. Comedy Sorry. Lounge. Island's Comedy Lounge yes. in Wheaton, Maryland. Yes. Thursday Wheaton. night, two nights yes. from that. Now. Yes. We got com- yes. And we got comedian Pierre coming in this Thursday. Comedian Pierre from the movie uh, Baps and with Bill Bellamy, How to Be a Player. Yep. And his podcast. The panic, the panic room, and he's been on Def Comedy Jam and all those shows. Yeah, Pierre, Pierre is a, headlining Pierre, this Thursday. Pierre been around is uh, from the from the Saturdays as long as Art. Yes, <laughs> I've known Pierre's. Yep. Pierre's name has been ringing out yep. in, in, as as far as comedy goes back when I was like when I was a baby DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yep, but uh. Island Comedy Lounge in Wheaton, Maryland, man, come out to uh, September twenty third. Uh, is he? And, and Miss, you're you're going to be performing as well, Art. And I think Joey's going to do a few minutes too. Joey Joey Lafaro. Yeah. Um. As the flyer says, I'm one of the less important but funny comedians. <laughs> that is exactly my lane. <laughs> Joey Lafaro in big time mode right now, man. You you going to do it, Joey? I told you, man. You gotta do. You gotta. Do, you gotta go. You gotta go where. You, where you need it, man. I mean, that's not in question, Marcus. It's just is the world ready? It, 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 I think they are. I think they're ready because okay. the COVID got them ready. Okay. COVID got them ready. But COVID we, got them shook up for me. Yeah. COVID got them a little shaken, so they they're gonna need you to be to get them stirred, Joey. Go to islandcomedylounge.com <laughs> for tickets now. All right, man. Yeah. Before they gone. That's right. Twenty five dollars at the is it twenty five dollars at the door? Yes, sir. All right, man. Be uh, in, man. $25 at the door and $25 in line. But I, I, I suggest to people to get their tickets online to uh, guarantee their seat. There you go. Get out there and get your tickets, folks. Oh, man. But, Joey, what's going on in the world, man? Uh, the Emmys happened. The Emmys has happened? It's award season. We got some awards. We got the Emmys awards. Nelly's getting an award for, for something else. Uh, Chris Rock got... Something else. These nuts are going crazy. Uh, we gonna get in on all that. All right, man. Well, we'll be back with more on this bitch because we got in the headlock. Oh, we'll see you in a minute, folks, on the Die Comedy Podcast. Kicking bitch shit to my last lock. What the fuck, nigga? Them fed cops. Two to three, knock a bitch head off. Yeah, yeah, nigga, around me, rogues. You ain't gotta ask some toll. Big, big four, five, and four. 
bust a nigga head off. And this segment of Black Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Atomic Music. Atomic Music is the home of Dak Comedy because you know what we do it there? We get all of our Dak Comedy equipment. You need microphones, you need music equipment, you need pianos, keyboards, uh, drum kits, you need a guitar just in case the lady likes to hear you play the guitar. You can get one at Atomic Music. That's right, Atomic Music in Bellsville, Maryland. Open Sunday to Saturday from 12 noon to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday and from 12 to 5 on Sundays. That's right. Atomic Music in Beltsville, Maryland. And we're back, Joey. Hey. Hey, man. We got this shit in a headlock. Do we, though? Like my daughter right before the damn podcast. She almost killed me. I, I need. We're going to talk about that at some point. Yeah, that, that was that was jarring. Um <laughs> Your your daughter's choke technique's all fucked up. She's not. She's gonna get herself hurt doing that. Well, no, she's gonna hurt me. Hey, if you go for the king, you better make sure you take him out. Yeah. You Wait, no, I got that wrong. If you what go, was, if you go aim at the king, you better better not miss. That's what it was. Yeah. She missed because I was oh if you she weren't in, if no if you weren't here and these cameras weren't on Joey, I would have fucked her all the way to fuck up. And I am an honest person. <laughs> don't I do I have to do disconnect before you say stuff like that? No. Why? <laughs> I gotta protect the future. She mine. God damn it, she mine. That's what I tell people all the time. Anybody ever get mad at me for what I say or do with my daughter? Remember, she. I'll keep paying for. It. I pay for every check, so I can do what I can say and do whatever the fuck I feel like. So if you got a problem with it, come over here, cash at me, and you can talk to me about the shit. I did forget to ask you one question. What was that, Joy? Who would Art be at the Dot Comedy Cookout? Art would be. He'd be one of the uncles. Mm-hmm. Now, he would be the uncle that everybody wants to hang out with when they come to cookout. Because he's going to tell them some shit that they, that they ain't never heard. Let's go. He'll be like, hey, man, look at these. Look at these gators. You ain't got no gators like these. For some reason, I see Art wearing gators at, the, at this island, at, uh, at Island Comedy Lounge. Art, do you wear gators? Tell me the truth. Did Art leave? Or did you mute Art? I, I did not mute him. <laughs> Art seems like he has at least four or five pair of gators. Could be. <laughs> I think he does, and he's trying to keep it on the low. But it's fine. You know what, Joey? I'm I'm good with that. Guess he would be the uncle that everybody gathers around and listens to stories from. Mm. I think that's the, that's the uncle Art would be at the cookout. Okay. All right, man. But yeah, man, what's going on with these nuts, Joey? Um. So, uh, Nelly is about to receive the I Am Hip Hop Award at the 2021 BET Hip Hop Awards. They must have run out of people to give that award to. Really? Uh, yeah, because Nelly sold out by uh, fucking being in that commercial with that goddamn B from uh, <laughs> from Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> he is not hip hop. He ain't been hip hop since he ripped that bandaid off his face. Yeah, that that article doesn't doesn't do him any favors because the the. The like song they they use to like let you know who the guy is article, is the dilemma, which is really that's Kelly Rowland's really song. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Rowland's goddamn song. What the fuck are they doing? I mean, it's at least half her song. Yeah, get back, Art. You back on with us? He must have got another homeless person. Yeah. He trying to order something. <laughs> What's the wind in the Wendy's? What's the problem with this, this, <laughs> this lack of visual? I met her at at uh, at uh, Friday's. 
All right. <laughs> I ain't on Tech Road. That's your spot. That's your favorite that's spot. That's my favorite spot. That's that's one of my favorite spots. I might have met Art in the we past. We might be heading there next. Yeah. We'll meet you there now. Uh, so Nelly. But yeah, Nelly. Back to Nelly. He, I don't believe he is hip-hop in that way, in that manner. Mm-hmm. I don't believe he should be receiving that reward. Now, should he should he receive a Lifetime Achievement Award for what he did accomplish in hip-hop? Yes. Okay. But it would not be a BET Award. I would think he would get the uh, Video Vanguard Award from uh, from, from MTV. Uh, MTV likes to do that type of shit where they give mm-hmm. hip-hop artists weird awards that doesn't mean anything to them. Mm-hmm. But it would mean something because he had a bunch of pop hits. He did. Country Grammar was a big pop hit, and um, so I would think I would think that would be more of his lane now. Yeah, he kind of he kind of faded into the feature thing. Yeah, he, he, that thing where you start out hip hop and then you go pop and then you fade into just being the the pop up feature guy, yeah, feature guy, like Sean Paul did. Yes, Sean Paul stopped making music and then he just started featuring in background. And uh, it's like he's retired, but he works part time. Yeah, <laughs> he's a part time wrestler. He's like when The Rock comes back for WrestleMania for no goddamn reason at all. Why yeah, are you he, here, son? But see, The Rock was at the top of the game for a little while. That's not a fair comparison. Nelly was at the top of the game. Nelly, Nelly was at the Nelly was at the peak, man. Nelly got a Nelly got a bite. Got a bite a belt. Nelly, Nelly got a belt. Nelly got a belt. Okay, he got a di- he got diamond for country grammar. A belt. He just doesn't have. He doesn't have the belt. The belts. Now, he, didn't have he didn't have the unified belt. No, no. He didn't, he unify, didn't get that. He didn't unify the clan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so so Nelly, Nelly getting that. Um, okay, I'll let BET have this one. I won't I won't fight it that much. But I will say stop doing stupid shit. Is there an alternative? Uh, have they given it to Dre? I don't know. I didn't even know it was have an award. Have they given it to, to Diddy? Have they given it to JD? Have they given it to... Hell, did they give it to Fat Fucking Joe? Fat Joe been making music since the fucking eighties. They can't give Fat Joe that right now. Look what happened to him and Ja Rule. Oh, oh man, Fat Joe fucked that all up, man. He called them uh, raggedy bitches, uh, <laughs> and, and it fucked the whole night up on that shit. I was like, God damn! I watched the, I watched it back. Mm-hmm. It was actually good. The verses, the verses, the verses was actually good. Now I enjoyed it because again it it remained it you know what no, I'd be I think I'd be just sitting there getting frustrated watching Fat Joe lose to Ja Rule. I can't Well he didn't lose to Ja Rule. I can't abide that. But that's the, what that's what the consensus was. But the thing is the the the, the thing Ja Rule has summer anthems. Mm-hmm. So every time Ja Rule would play some, it felt like summertime in like from two thousand to two thousand ten. Mm-hmm. Like every summer, he'd have a hit that would come on the radio, and he'd be like, "Oh shit, that's that's 2001. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that feel like 2005. Oh, that's when I touched that girl in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> He's got touch titty. Uh, that's true. Hits. He got the nostalgia. Yeah, he got nostalgia hits. Now, now it was a good battle. It was a it was a good battle. The reason it wasn't great mm-hmm. was because of the amount of extras that they did they did bringing in all these damn women to rap and sing and shit and i'm like and i remembered oh yeah that's all their albums each of them mm-hmm. all they do is have a whole lot of female vocalists of some sort on every song does remy ma count as a female vocalist <laughs> yes yeah she does <laughs> even when she's fighting the beat yeah because <laughs> she walk around the metal detectors <laughs> But Remy Ma, to me, it, 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 she did. She they did a good job with them. But again, I had to remember that that's what their their catalogs were. 
for an extended time. Like, Ja Rule had other hits that were, like, before he started doing the chick rap. Mm. He just rapping for women, but he... He didn't. He didn't. He didn't make it famous off of those. He made big off of chick rap, mm. and that's why Fifty clowned his ass for years. But then Fifty did. did chick rap for like a good, a good hot minute. He did, but Jaru got murdered with that hail mary thing. Like he got, yeah, he got dusted on that one. <laughs> that hail mary mix was vicious. Uh, I mean, hey, sometimes you lose. He was like the all the hip hop came to to just to stomp his on dreams. him. Yes. <laughs> To make him understand he ain't shit. I don't know how you get get disjumped, but that <laughs> that was a disjump. I never seen that before since. Yeah, it, it 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 was bad. It was it was really bad. But again, hey, it was it was a good battle. I will I will give them that, Julie. It was a good battle. So what else going on, man? We got the Emmys happening, didn't it? The Emmys happened. Uh, Netflix won the most Emmys for the first time on Sunday with a record tying forty four wins. Now is the Emmys uh, TV? TV. Okay, so it's uh, TV shows. Yes, TV shows. The number two was HBO with, and but they only had nineteen wins. Was that with uh, last week tonight? Win any? Because I like that show. I, I don't know. I, I, John Oliver is my favorite white guy. You're mm. off white. You're not my favorite white guy. You can't be my favorite yeah, white guy. I wasn't applying for that position. All right, good. But uh, maybe Chris Lawrence is. I don't know. <laughs> Chris Lawrence is a white white guy. You need to have Chris Lawrence on, man. We haven't had Chris Lawrence on in a while. I'm, 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 He's doing big things. I'm now. waiting for the, the 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 peak of man. I miss Chris Lawrence. Like yeah. I know we're getting there. <laughs> I know. I feel it. It's like we're like two weeks out. Yes. Yeah. We usually usually we go. What the hell? We had Chris on last. Oh, it was like a year ago. Get him on one. Let's do something with him. Let's find something for him to do. I hear. Uh, but yeah, man. So the Emmys. The Emmys is TV. So yes. Who won best? Uh, Oh, I don't got that list up like that. You asked me two specific questions. Okay. Well, who you said they happen? We don't need to go into the details. You said Netflix won the one the most. Netflix bop bopped everybody. About how much? How many more did they? I just said forty four. The next closest was HBO with nineteen. Yeah, that was that was that was a crush. But Netflix has everything. Netflix might have well have his own own award show at that point. Yeah, the the Netties. The only things that won for HBO, Netflix uh, won for The Crown for Best Drama, The Queen's Gambit won Best Limited Series, um, HBO won for Succession, and... Good show. Uh, Watchmen. Even better show. Which I thought was last year, but... Remember, 2020 was long. See, I don't, I don't know how you're <laughs> doing this. 2020 was a weird year. Ah, yes, last week tonight did win. There you for go. Best variety talk series. All right, John. Congratulations, my friend. You know John Oliver and John Cena have the same birthday. Mm. No, think about that, Joey. John Oliver and John Cena, buddy cop movie. Do <laughs> it now. We're born on the same day, and they got completely different people <laughs> on the same Should fucking have John day. John Oliver be the be the MI six agent, <laughs> and John Cena be the CIA agent. And they have to work together. Oh my goodness! To take down an off-white guy. Is that Bob's in the show? They can take down <laughs> what's that guy, uh, Carlo Rota or whatever. Who's that? You don't know him, but if you look him up, he's in, he's like the bad guy on every TV show. He's in every TV show, bad. Okay, Carlo Rota. Yeah, he's All actually right. Italian, but he looks he looks white. He doesn't look olive like my like my Italian brother. Yeah, Carlo Rota. I got his name right. Okay. 
That's 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 basically yeah. What, what was he in last? Huh? What was he in last? I'm trying to remember what his last thing was. What was uh, he in? That I wouldn't know. He was in Boondock Saints. I didn't. I didn't watch that. Oh. Um, he was in Saw Five. He was in Othello. He was in. He was in Lethal Weapon, the show. That's what I remember him from most recently. It's he was a lot of like he's always a, like a bad guy for one episode on every TV uh, show. Okay, you'll recognize when you see him. You'll be like, oh, him. I've seen him be the. I knew he was the bad guy because he always is. <laughs> oh man, what else going on, Joe? Uh, do you want to check in on Art? I, I muted him a while back because I don't see if he's done ordering. Are you back, brother? Are you there? Art, can you hear us? But he's working on it, though. He's working on, on, on his one-minute show now. Someone's working on a one-minute show. Okay. <laughs> um. Someone's working on a one-man show. Um, <laughs> so what else is going on, dude? Uh, we'll get this together. We'll get it together. It's, it's we'll, get, that, we'll get it the fuck together. He's, he's being that, that relative on the Zoom call. <laughs> Yes. That forgets to hang up right now. <laughs> but I don't want to. Ca- I don't know if I should just pull the plug or you know. No, let him be. Let it, we'll just check in periodically. Check in periodically. Okay. Um, Chris Lock. Chris Rock. Chris Lock. Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock says he has COVID and says uh-huh. he tweeted, "Trust me, you don't want this." Okay. Who said they wanted it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, he just said, uh, you don't want this to get vaccinated. Okay. Uh, didn't comment on his condition. His representatives did not immediately return a request for, from CNN for further comment. So he, he got, he didn't get, he, did he not get vaccinated? Um, he joked on an episode of Tonight show in May that he received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine oh. and joked that he used a star status and skipped the line in getting it. <laughs> so he was vaccinated. Um, but he but, got Johnson and Johnson. Nobody going to trust that Johnson and Johnson. God damn it. Well, that's part part of it. But you know, the whole point of the vaccine is to prevent from killing you. It's not yes. really, it's not really there to, uh, you know, stop you from getting it. Yes, it just prevents it from being life threatening. Yeah, I, that's why I got my second shot, man. Mm-hmm. And I got ten more days. I'm a fourteen. It's just basically the whole idea of this vaccine is get you used to being sick. So that your body doesn't freak out when it has to respond to, because it's not the actual virus that kills you. No, it's your own immune system overreacting because yes. it doesn't know how to handle adversity. So, <laughs> this is why we do obstacle courses because our bodies don't even know how to handle adversity anymore. This is a fucking ridiculous ass world. We Someone live. asked me to do that, do one of those damn things. Do an obstacle course? Yes. And the other person told me that people were getting E. coli from the mud pits. Oh, you're going to do the uh, Spartan run? I wasn't going to do none of that shit. Last time I signed up for one of those, it was a scam, and they went out of business and stole all my money. <laughs> $100. Poof, gone. That's what I thought was going to happen with those watches I bought. Mm. Like, the company was going out of business when I bought you them, so, just... so I thought they were just going to go and take my $40. But they sent me eight watches. There you go. None of them bitches fit, but they sent them. <laughs> now they've become gifts. Yes, now they, they, they'll be very expensive watches gifts for Christmas. <laughs> Someone near you. <laughs> Small wrist motherfuckers. Uh, what else is going on, Joe? Uh, the Fugees are having a reunion tour. Ready or not, here they come. To do the same damn hide. shit. It is the 25th anniversary of <laughs> the score. Okay, so the Refugees 
as he, as most of you know, uh, include Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. Prize Well, and Wyclef Jean. Mm-hmm. And F-U-G's. <laughs> I thought Dylon killed him. <laughs> killed, no, no, wait. That was Dylon, him Dylon, Dylon, Dylon attempted to kill him. <laughs> Wyclef killed Dylon. <laughs> yeah, Wyclef killed Vi- Dylon. You're too close. It's too close, my friend. Too close. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it, it's... It, this is this is this is this kind of music you need to hear when you when you talk about the Fugees. Mm-hmm. Now the one thing this I was played in my head when I saw the article. Yeah. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. You know why you can't hide though, Joey? Why? Because she's gonna be 15 hours late to the show. <laughs> she's gonna show up the next day and say I'm ready to go on, and they were like, the show was last fucking night, Lauren. Damn. Because Laura Hill has is notorious for putting together shows. Damn. And no showing the motherfuckers. And she'll be like the headliner, so people will be waiting all night for her, and it'll be like ten o'clock, and they'll be like, "Oh, Lauren's not gonna perform. She's she's got strep throat." She what the say, fuck? You didn't know you had strep earlier? <laughs> she did say, "I decided to honor the significant project, its anniversary, and the fans who appreciated the music by creating a peaceful platform where we could unite, perform the music we love, and set an example of reconciliation for the world." Yeah, uh, she hates Wyclef. But uh, I think she's hated Wyclef for years, uh, and that's gonna be funny. Uh, the only, last time they got together was the block party for Dave Chappelle. Uh, you, you ever see Dave Chappelle's Black Party? No, I haven't actually seen it. I'm you've aware never, of it. You've never seen it. I don't know where to see it. I, didn't I know got the DVD. I, I didn't know there was a DVD. It's I on Netflix. I thought it was a thing that I missed that happened in the world, and I was sad that I couldn't go. I was, too, uh, when I first saw it, because I was like, oh, shit, that happened in New York? I could have went. Mm-hmm. I was around. I was alive. I could have just went up to New York. <laughs> I thought you needed a special pass or something. Well, he, you had to, you bought the tickets. Like he was in New York promoting yeah. it. Okay. He was like, "Hey, people can come out." So you got tickets to it, but you had to get on a bus in Harlem. Mm. So it took you to a to a back lot in Flatbush. <laughs> so weird. That sounds convoluted. <laughs> it was. It was fucking like if you watch things the, are not close to each other. If you watch the video, I made that trip. <laughs> It's an hour. Yeah, if you watch the video, the the, the uh, making of or like the documentary behind it, you'll see that people were just sitting there going, "Uh, we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen." And he just gave him like box lunches. He he drove past a, co- a college and just said, "Hey, I want your band to play at this uh, show I'm putting together." And the and the band and the the uh, band manager called the dean and dean was like yeah I guess so Dave Chappelle said he was Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle just no. do it yeah but this is when Dave Chappelle you gonna be the dude that said no to Dave Chappelle he wasn't Dave Chappelle at this point hmm. he was go he was almost there like Dave Chappelle now could get any could get fucking Morris Brown thought, to play I thought this was before, this was while after the whole Africa thing no this was during Chappelle show are you sure I could have sworn this was something that happened. That I I remember being surprised by it because I thought it happened after like we he had gone to, gone away to Africa we didn't know when or what when he was ever going to come back and then I remember the first thing that I heard about was the block party unless I'm mixing that up with something else you are but I remember there being like this thing you're like oh Dave Chappelle did all this thing you're like well I didn't know he was back in back in the world Dave Chappelle block party was in two thousand. Black Party, pulling it up. It was two years after the Chappelle show ended. Book it. 2005. When Chappelle show ended. When Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Okay, damn it, Joey. 
H. Come on, Doc Tomedy Research H. Team. <laughs> this is your goddamn job. <laughs> Chappelle Show. End. Chappelle Show's last date. Oh, doesn't say. God damn it. Hey, Marcus. Yes. Guess what? You got it? No, but it's just the two of us in here. <laughs> so now we're going to do this. Oh, yay! Hey. It's DJ Marcus and Julie LaFaro. It felt a little bit lonely, so we're going to spice things up a little bit. <laughs> All right, so when did Chappelle show in? When did Chappelle show in? Keep forgetting this is not a touch screen. Oh, my gosh. That's what happens when you don't buy me a touch screen. This is when I get to just, like, make up my own shit. When did Chappelle show it? had three seasons. And it ended in 2006. All right, fine. The year before. Boom, suckalucka. Well, then. Yeah, then he was still at the peak of his powers. Well, he was, he was, at, the, he was at the peak of being, like, a celebrity. Right. So people knew who he was at that point. Because he, he was in his, like, third season of Chappelle show. So it's not like he was. He was. It and he was, went out on top. That show was at its peak. It was not like it declined at all. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't give it time to. <laughs> they fucked him over well before it yeah. got started to decline. Yeah. But yeah. So. But yeah, you you gotta watch that. I'll get that for you, hmm. so you can watch it because it's it's the fuck. Him in it is hilarious, mm-hmm. but then seeing the talent that he got to perform on the block party was amazing too, because hmm. he got. Jill Scott and Erica Badu to perform the same song together on stage. And I mean, as a as a black male in America, that is a lot of powerful black woman energy coming off the two of those women. Mm-hmm. That'll make that'll make your head blow off. Mm. That one there will make your motherfucking head blow off. Yes, because that is it, it, Jill Scott. Jill Scott alone is is a powerful woman. Yes, I would if if Lord willing. If the, if God saw it fit, and He said, "Hey, you know what, Marcus? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bless you," <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I would just look at her and just go, "Thank you, <laughs> thank you for letting me be myself." <laughs> well, soon, maybe. I mean, maybe not her, but a hologram of her. Ooh, that's right. Could be a thing. They got holograms touching people and shit. Scientists have now figured out. Holograms you can feel. Okay. Researchers at the University of Glasgow have created a system that uses jets of air known as aero aerohaptics. Oh. To allow users to actually feel a hologram. Those jets of air deliver a sensation of touch on people's fingers, hands, and wrists. Wrote a researcher Ravinder Dahia in his piece for the for the conversation. In time, conversation. <laughs> in this, in time, this can be developed to allow you to meet a virtual avatar of a colleague on the other side of the world and really feel their handshake. It could even be the first steps toward building something like a holodeck. Okay, uh, they, we skipped a couple steps in this. If they wanted to make, like, they, you just you know, it's going to become the the hub. Like that, it's porn. Just, just no, it's going to be porn. It's, you know, that's where the money is. Look at, look at. Don't pretend that we don't live in a Ferengi democracy. <laughs> America, the Earth is Ferenginar. It is. <laughs> just so we're all prepared. The Earth is Ferenginar. We're just trying to find a way to make money. 
they did also use a Star uh, Star Trek term, modulated. Um, the touch Hello? feedback from air jets from the system is also modulated based on the virtual surface of the basketball, allowing users to feel the rounded shape of the ball as it rolls from their fingertips when they bounce it Ooh. and slap their palm when it returns. Okay. So, so they have a holographic basketball. So how do these jets work, though? I don't know. See, that, doesn't that the air have to come from somewhere? The air has to be blowing from something. What is the emitter for the air jets? Yeah. How, how far away... I'm hey man, we made it this far on VR already. I think we got it. We we got at least twenty years before we get there and uh and build holodecks. I feel lied to. That seemed premature. Yeah, they, they that's premature. Like the ejaculation you're gonna have when going into these holodecks. <laughs> oh man, but what else is going on, dude? How air gonna feel wet? <laughs> Why does air sticky? <laughs> that's, <laughs> there's any one dude in the room <laughs> that's fixated on using this in a particular way. And at the end of the day, they all agree. Oh, this is the greatest idea. I'm so glad we can finally have high holodex and somebody can be like, but how you make air wet though? <laughs> air dry. Air dry though. How you gonna how you gonna make that? How you gonna make it wet? Can you get? Can you make it wet? So please, can you make it wet? Uh, uh, what's going on? What's going on, man? Uh, so remember uh, last week we talked about Elon Musk was shooting uh, a bunch of white space. people into space. Yes, and a and a token everything else. <laughs> um, he's confirmed that there were challenges with the toilet on the spacecraft. Of course there were. Of course there were. As if going to the bathroom in microgravity wasn't complicated <laughs> enough. It sounds as though the four space tourists on SpaceX historic Inspiration 4 flight last week had a bit of a smelly whiz- mishap. Oh. The waste management system experienced an anomaly. Oh. <laughs> That's code of uh-oh in the space jargon with its suction fan causing the crew to struggle with doing their business while floating hundreds of miles above the surface. Well, uh, so was it not sucking it out? I guess not. Because I remember that there was an episode of... Uh... Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it says we, we still don't know how the faulty suction fan ended up affecting the crew's three-day trip, but if the history of crewed spaceflight is anything to go by, there's a chance things got pretty unpleasant. I bet the fuck they did. I mean, it either didn't suck or it blew back. Either <laughs> one of those is not good. Yeah, you can't win that. You can't win that fight, dude. You can't win that fight. Can you imagine, like, you poop and you think it's going to go down, but it kind of just falls back. back up into your butt? Ooh. Ooh. Not hard. Just tap. Just tap. If poop touches my butt, what if it touched your balls gently, like the water does when it when it splashes up on me? Uh, <laughs> uh, God, Joey. Uh. <laughs> you got pee water droplets, and that's some, why and some that's, floating nuggies. That, so that's that you that video about uh, men peeing. Oh, whether they sit or stand? No, not that one. It was another one I thought I sent to you where it was like, yeah, these are things men do in the bathroom. Things men do that women have no understanding of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, we'll flush the toilet and then pee so we can see if we can get our stream out before the toilet stops swirling. <laughs> You've never chased the stream? I think I did when I was like six. <laughs> That's some kid shit. <laughs> I chase the stream still, man. Shit, I, especially when you got that good blue water. I got mm. good. I got blue water. Oh, you got the blue food. water. Yeah, you got. You gotta have blue water. I have. Yeah, when you have the blue water, then it's like, ooh, I want to see if I can change this color. Yep. 
I had a conversation. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she was like, "Yeah, why do men like blue water in their toilet?" I was like, "Cause it makes you think it's clean, even though it's the worst shit ever. Even like you don't want to scrub the toilet, but you like if you don't if you got blue water, you're like." I ain't got a scrub. It's, it's, it's scrubbed pretty. already. It's pretty. It's pretty. It looks prettier. Yeah, it looks better than because it's gonna get browned. Yes. <laughs> if you get that thick blue water, then it yeah. can kind of cover up a lot of that stuff. Because I got I got the scrubbing bubbles blue now, so it sits in the tank and then it bubbles come out. So that means it's real soap going around that bowl, Joey. I'm, mm. I'm winning. There I'm, you go. I'm winning this damn fight. There you go. I ain't scrubbing the toilet to get in my goddamn life. You know what works really well? What's that? CLR. Change your world, change your life. CLR? Put a little CLR in there. Okay. I just cleaned my toilet, and it's the worst fucking experience I ever had in my life. I never advise anyone never to do it. Because uh, it. Clean your toilet. Like, I scrubbed. Yeah. Like, I, I wiped the whole thing down. And there's a point in the toilet where you don't know it's stuff going there. Mm, oh. Yeah. yeah. I had to get there. Yeah, I mean. Because it kicked I, up down there. Yeah, you got you to gotta prevent that from starting. Yeah. Once it builds up, it's bad. It's bad. I'm like, how much piss did I did I pee on the toilet? It doesn't seem possible. <laughs> it doesn't seem. How did it get here? Is where I always ask myself, and I'm like, I don't even understand this. You how ever did... notice that the, the there's got the splash on the wall nearby? Yes. And you're like, like how? I I I was sitting down. Thank. You. Well, I don't sit when I pee. I don't know about you. You don't sit when you pee when you about to take a shit. You're full of shit. I know damn well every damn man is peed on the toilet because you don't stand up and pee and then sit down and take a shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, now you sound like that bartender that was working with art. <laughs> you should have to sound like that when you talk about shit. Please. I just I don't need that to happen that way, Joey. Um, but, yeah, it... Um, oh, back, that conversation we didn't have last week, Joey. Mm-hmm. Do you wipe standing up or do you sit down and wipe? I, I don't see how. How do you get it in there? That that was my question. But there's an effeminate look. Like I I noticed it when I like after I pondered the question and I looked at myself in the mirror when I was neither because if you stand straight up and wipe, that's weird too. <laughs> well, I I usually I, I stand and wipe. How do you, no, there's no way you get you getting enough in there to clean it out properly if you're standing yeah, straight arms. up. See, you no, got no, no. T-Rex arms. If you stand straight up, that means you, you, your cheeks are pressed together and you like you mix match in that whatever's left in there. No, you 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 take the pan, you take the palm, right? And you wrap your whole hand in toilet paper. And then you come with this crease. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making a shit glove. <laughs> this is not crafts class. That's not what we're supposed to do. You're not supposed to make shit glove? You supposed to fold it so you don't waste paper. Oh yeah, you do fold I fold it. I it, it, I go around the hand once. And then I fold. No, actually, I fold it in the hand, and then I use the hand, this part of the hand. Fold, then you turn, then you fold, then you turn, 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 turn. until you wipe and shit with shit, and then you go throw that away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you wipe till it's white. That's what I was told yeah. when I was little. Yeah, yeah. So that way you don't get skid marks. Skid mm. marks are the worst. Mm. And stand up, folks, because if you're sitting down, you're gonna get your hand in ass water. Well, this show's going down the toilet. Pretty much. What else is going on, man? Anything else going on in the world? That's all it. I just want to do this with this real quick, though. I want to see if I can share something with you. Can I see if that? Okay, go ahead. We have we have new technology available to us as of this week, and uh, I want to see if we can do that. I want to see if that's a thing we can do on the Dot Comedy Podcast. 
Remember I was telling you about Carlo Rota. I know you know this dude. Okay, can you blow that up, please? <laughs> a little bit bigger. This guy. Yeah, I do know him. He been in every damn TV show. That's why I like we like all of them. Yeah, he's he's been in a bunch of movies, and I've seen him. I've seen his face. I recognize. I do recognize him. And there was a face. This is this is off white, ladies and gentlemen. This is exactly <laughs> what that's I'm what off white is. This is it. Like the fact <laughs> that he gets typecast as a villain in every damn show. Yes, this is off white. Shows that he he is indeed off. That's the ceiling. They can't let the man be great. Yeah. Well, hey, man. We can't let the all-white ones be great, because that one, then the white ones... But we can share it with you. Hey, the new Doc Comedy Podcast, man. Season 4 is started, and the episode 1's in the books. We already had. We already had more more, as yes. promised. Yes. We had more thrills, as promised. Art almost got arrested, and <laughs> and we almost got canceled. So there was yeah. more thrills, and there was... Uh, what was the other one? I said there was going to be more fun. We had more fun. We did have more fun. We had more fun. I did have a lot of fun this week, Joey. It has been a real good show, man. Yeah. Uh, for Candace for Candace August, uh, Joey LaFaro, Art, Art, uh, Art Garfield. Garfield. Art Garfield. God damn it. I keep, keep wanting to call him Art Blank. I don't know why. It just, just sit in my head, Art Blank. I don't know why. It just fucks with me. But that's Art the, Garfield. That's the owner of the uh, Falcons. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. Oh, man. But Art Garfield, man, uh, get his book. That's right. Uh, Power Was My Mentor. Um, yes, definitely pick that book up, man. It sounds like it's an amazing story. He's got uh, some great anecdotes. Yeah. He's got a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of life lived. No, oh, yeah, definitely. His man. comedy career is as old as I am. In a year older than me. <laughs> a year younger. Sorry, a year younger than me. Yes. Oh man, but Joey, it's been a real fun week this week, man. And we got a, uh, mm-hmm. you got that show coming up. Yep, uh, Islands Lounge uh, comedy this Thursday. Uh, go ahead and check it out in the comments. Or you can get your tickets there. Get your tickets right there right now. Yep. And then also this Saturday at the Ugly Mug DC with Mr. Alex Starr. We will be back at the Ugly Mug at six fifteen, um, and I will be there both working the door and doing stand up. There you go, man. Joey LaFaro is a busy human being. DJ Marcus ain't doing shit this week. I, Quadruple stuff. I um, You quit your part-time job, Joey. I quit mine. Yes. I told the ha-ha-ho I can't drive out to can't Fredericksburg every week. Mm. Uh, so I'm looking for a new gig. If anybody looking for a DJ, guess what? DJ Marcus is available. Uh, so find me on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere you find DJMarcus.comedy. That's me. Get these D's. These J's. Get these D's J's, all right? But we're going to head out of here, folks. It's been fun. It's been real for the Dot Comedy team. I'm DJ Marcus, and we'll see you next time on the Dot Comedy Comedy Podcast.